Takahi friends, my name is Diana and this is the Authenticity Podcast where I talk about all things art and all things real. Here you'll find talks about art, business, and being an artist, but also the things that are interwoven between that and being human. Mental health issues, physical health issues, self-esteem, confidence, boundaries, and more. Thanks for tuning in. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Authenticity Podcast. So today is sort of a hot topic button issue. Is that, is that a phrase like hot topic button or hot button or whatever? I don't know. (laughs) Um, it's sort of a topic of debate in the art community. Um, typically more so with like newer artists and, more established artists and artists who have been doing their thing for a long time. Um, But yeah, this is something that either gets on your nerves or it's something that, well, I don't know if it's like something that gets, it gets on your nerves depending on what side you're on. It gets in your your nerves in general, depending on what side you're on. (laughs) Um... And yeah, so pretty much I'm going to be talking about why it's important to figure things out on your own as opposed to asking other people how something is done. And depending on who you are, you may hear that and think, oh, finally someone is talking about this or, you know, I totally agree or you're thinking, you know, like here we go again. I'm so tired of hearing artists say this to me. You know, it depends on what side of the spectrum you're on. But yeah, I have, I lean more towards in the middle. Um, Not so much. I lean more towards in the middle, but more on the side of figuring it out on your own, as opposed to asking other people. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why this is and why I think for, you know, your own personal growth as an artist and just discovering your voice as an artist, why it's so important to, um, you know, figure things out on your own as opposed to asking, you know, every everyone and their mother how to do a certain thing or whatever, you know. So... I think that it's important to realize that it's okay to copy other artists as long as you are doing so in order to learn, not in order to become. And what I mean by become is not in order to become that artist or to pretty much be a carbon copy of them and you know not to have your art be a carbon copy of their art um but doing so in a way where first of all you are not profiting off of it so you are not um you know you're not posting it on Instagram so what I mean by profiting is not simply profiting money-wise, but also not profiting in a way, you know, in a way where you're profiting by 
gaining followers, you know, not just gaining money. It's not just about gaining money, but it's about gaining followers. It's about gaining recognition. It's about gaining publications. It's about gaining exposure, gaining opportunity. And it's important that you, when you copy other artists, that you are doing so in your own space and you're doing so in your own sort of, um, it's excluded is what I'm trying to say, you know, in your own sort of bubble. Like it's not something that you post on Instagram. It's not something that you, um, you know, post on your story and show your followers. It's not something that you, um, create as like a work of art that you want to sell, like, especially that, you know, um, that you list on your shop in order to sell it. Um, And yeah, so if you're copying, you often hear other artists give this advice to other artists where it's like, you know, you find a painting that you like or you find a drawing that you like and it's okay to like copy their drawing or to even trace over it or whatever, but not in a way where you're trying to, um, you know, you're trying to market off of that or you're trying to profit off of that or gain anything out of that. Um, But in your own space, in your own sort of bubble where you just keep it in your private collection, your private sketchbook, your private sort of, um, yeah, collection pretty much is what I was trying to say. And that's just your own way of learning. Those are just your learning archive. You know what I mean? Where it's not your voice. It's not your style. It's not, you know, you as a painter. It's not your work because that's pretty much what it is when you go when you go down to it it's not your work um I also think it's important to um ask that artist if it's okay for you to copy or trace over or what have you or um try and discover their technique I think it's very important um to just message them email them whatever and say hey you know, I'm a new sketch artist and I really love your work. And, um, I was wondering if it's okay if I just traced over your, over some of your drawings just to learn on my own, I'm not going to post it. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone about it. It's just for me and for me to grow and for me to learn and evolve and discover. And most of the time they're like, yeah, that's fine. You know, as long as you don't post it or make any sort of profit or gain any sort of exposure from that, you know. Um, But if it's just you learning how to do something, then most artists are actually okay with that. Um, So... Yeah, so that's that's what I wanted to start off with, first of all. But anyway, so yeah, copying in order to, you know, learn as opposed to in order to become that person or to, you know, um, have your work be a copy of their work. And also learning to create, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is in that particular way, just so that you learn new techniques, um, you know, you're exploring various styles, etc. And this is all in order to find your own voice, right? So it's not about being like another person. 
even though it may be similar, um, because I feel like everything's been done, you know, like for me in general, like I'm an abstract painter, an abstract oil painter. And I create, I create these like moody abstract oil pieces where I, um, you know, I'm just, it's more focused on like depth, texture, and expression, mostly expression in terms of like my brush strokes and my palette knife work and like all that kind of thing. Um, and so there are lots and lots of painters on Instagram who do similar work. You know, there are tons, I could probably list like five right off the top of my head of, you know, different artists that create work that is similar to the work that I do but you can look at all of these paintings and know that completely different people created these paintings you know and like I said earlier I personally feel like everything has been done art has been around a long time <laughs> a long time and it's important not to focus on being super original um you know and it's I'm not trying to say that, you know, not to strive for originality. I feel like it's definitely okay to strive for originality. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, you want to, you know, you want people to tell you apart, obviously. You want to stand out, you know. Um, but don't let that consume you. You know what I'm saying? Like the search for being completely original and doing things that no one has ever seen before. And I've never seen anyone create art like this. And this is so totally new. And no one's ever like, you know, figured this out. And, you know, like the reason why I say don't let that consume you, you know, and to focus on learning and focus on exploration and focus on discovery as opposed to focusing on being super duper original and like no other artists out there is because number one, um, I feel like everything's been done, you know, like I feel like there really is no completely original artist, And I feel like you look at someone's work and you could probably box in a few other people who do similar, similar works, you know, but all of those people have their own style and they have their own voice. Um, so that's number one. The second thing is by being overly focused and consumed by the notion of being completely original, you sabotage yourself, you know, in many ways. Um, you sabotage yourself in learning new techniques you sabotage yourself in discovering your style further by exploration. You know, you sabotage yourself by gaining inspiration from other works of art. So again, focus on learning, focus on exploration, focus on discovery. It's kind of like human beings in a way. I feel like this is going to be a weird analogy, but let's see where it goes. I feel like it's kind of like being human, you know, um, there are a lot of human beings in the world. All of us are human beings. That's something we all share, we all have in common. And all of us want all of the core things, right? We all want happiness. We all want stability. We all want financial security. We all want to eat. You know, we all want to sleep, etc. right? So these are all very similar things. 
So if you compare that to art, think of it as, you know, abstract oil painters, right? But then all of these humans are completely different. There are different races, there are different cultures, there are different languages, different morals, different opinions, different views, etc. And if you compare that with art, you know, you have um, all of these abstract oil painters, but at the same time, maybe these oil painters use their brushes differently or their palette knife work is different. You know, they're all very different from each other at the same time, even though they're doing very similar things, you know? So, um, and I feel like learning because earlier I said, you know, I sort of ride the, um, I'm sort of in the middle between asking people and learning by doing, you know, Um, So learning by doing and learning by asking both have their place. You know, I'm not trying to say that you should never ask another artist for, you know, whether it's their opinion or whether you're asking another artist to, you know, is there anything you, um, is there any advice that you have or how did you do this technique? Are you okay with, you know, sharing that? I would love to know how you did this. I mean, that's totally fine. And I still, to this day, do it. You know, I still, not, not so much, um, because, and that's only because I'm pretty good at connecting the dots. Um, I feel like that's just something I'm just naturally good at is looking at something and finding out, where the puzzle pieces lie and how they come together. Um, And so I'm really good at like looking at something and figuring out how it's done, how it's been made or um, how I can achieve that thing. Or, um, you know, I'm really good at that already. So I'm not much of, you know, I'm not much of the type of person that goes to other people and says, hey, can you like fill me in on how this on how you did this, I would love to learn. Um, but, you know, if it's something that like, I've never seen before, and like, it's, I really just cannot wrap my head around it, you know, like, where I'm just like, how the hell did this person do that? Like, this is crazy. Like, I can't even begin to imagine how to even start doing this, you know, then I have no problem with asking that person, like, are you okay with sharing your technique, you know? And so it's okay to ask people, you know, but you have to realize that people have the absolute right and the absolute say as to whether or not they want to fill you in on their secret. They have the right to decline. And it's important for all of us to know this, you know, people, artists, absolutely absolutely 110% have the right to say no. They have that right. They have the right to create boundaries around themselves and around their work to protect their work and protect their livelihood, really, because, you know, and that's the thing, like when I go to another artist and I ask them about their technique or if they mind sharing anything that they, any tips or whatever, I go into that conversation every single time knowing 100% that there is a 50-50 chance 
there's a 50-50 chance that they may say yes and that they may say no. And I go into that conversation knowing that if they say no, you know, if they say yes, great. If they say no, fine. I'm not going to push them to, you know, reveal this their secret. I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be like, totally fine. You know, great work. Keep it up. Like, I love what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, no hard feelings because you have to put yourself in their shoes. I get a lot of people, or not not me in particular, um, I feel like I'm not that like big on Instagram yet to get these followers, but I feel like a lot of other artists out there, especially like the more well-known, the bigger artists with like a lot of followers and a big following and stuff, they are... I often see this on their comments where you get newer artists who um, maybe haven't been doing art for that long. They've just started painting like a week ago or they just started painting like two months ago or something. And they, um, I'm just going to take a sip of this chai guys. Hold on. I totally forgot that I had it sitting there. Um, also, I apologize if you hear like banging and moving around. My neighbor upstairs is making tons of noise and it's really annoying. <laughs> and I'm trying to just like talk through that. So I apologize if you hear any of that stuff in the background. But yeah, like you have to put yourself in that person's shoes. Okay. So imagine just for a moment, right? Close your eyes if you want. Imagine that you have been, you know, um, Let's say four years ago from now, right, you discovered this technique and you discovered it just by putting paint to paper, putting paint to canvas and just messing around and just like having fun with it. And all of a sudden you strike gold in a way, right? Like all of a sudden, I hate that terminology as like an indigenous woman because it just reminds me of like colonization and the digging for gold on like Caribbean islands and stuff. And I just hate that terminology, but it's just sort of what came to me. So like, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, whatever, we're just going to continue. Um, all of a sudden you discover this, you know, um, brand new technique that you had no idea was in you. And, you know, you're looking at this and you're like, oh my God, I really love what I just did there. I really love that. And again, this is you four years ago, right? So you learn this thing, you discover this thing just by exploring and playing and figuring it out, right? And you say to yourself, you know, I think I want to expand on this. I think I want to continue with this and see where it goes, see where it takes me. Where is this going to lead? Like, I feel like this can evolve. This can grow and become a part of my own style as an artist, you know? And so in order for you to continue growing and learning and exploring, you pay for classes. Maybe you spend several hundred dollars, you know, or what am I saying? You spend several hundred dollars learning this stuff, you know what I mean? And paying other artists to teach you and paying for courses and paying for online classes and paying for ebooks and paying for physical books. And, you know, so you've, you're already what, like maybe five, $600 in, 
in terms of like income and learning to refine your craft and education and knowledge so that you can continue exploring this technique that you discovered just by playing and having fun, you know, four years ago or so. And let's say three and a half years later, you've like mastered this technique that you discovered just through play and exploration, right? And then you post it on Instagram, you take a picture and you're like, you know, I'm ready to show the world, you know, and you post it on Instagram, this brand new masterpiece that you just created with this technique that you spent so many years, three and a half years learning, you took three and a half years learning and spending money on resources just to get better, you know, and you post it on Instagram and then you wake up to a comment from a random person who's been painting for three weeks that says, can you tell me how you did this? You know, can you tell me how you did this? And I mean, just, just tap into the way you're feeling right now, listening to me say this. I mean, of course, your first reaction is like annoyance, right? You sort of feel a little bit like you just had your buttons pushed because it's like, oh, damn, like there's something in me, right? There's something, there's sort of, this is, there's this reaction that's coming out of me because it's like, I spent 600 plus dollars and four and a half years or three and a half years to get to this place learning. And this person just wants me to like tell them in like a moment's time, like all of that work just to be given away and just like a flash in one minute, 60 seconds. No, no, I'm not going to do that. No, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like you, you do have artists who took forever in a day to learn, you know, a technique or learn how to learn their style or discover their style. And they're more than willing to, you know, um, teach people whether they do it for free, um, which is like incredibly generous. Please, please realize this. People who give away years and years worth of knowledge and education and technique for free, when they have paid thousands to gain that and they have given up and sacrificed so much to gain that knowledge and for them to give it away for free is a very, very generous offer, very generous offer. Um, and it's important for you to realize this. And it's important for you to know that more often than not, you are going to get people who are going to charge for their courses. And they have the right to do that. They're absolutely in the right to do that, to charge for all of these years of knowledge and education and experience and all of these years of paying for knowledge and education from other artists. That's just how the world goes round, my friends. Okay. And it's important to know this and to know that if you're coming across someone who's teaching something and it's, you know, um, you have to pay 50 bucks for it or you have to pay a hundred dollars or two, three hundred dollars or whatever, then they have the right to charge that money. And it's not up to us to say, well, what makes them think they can charge for it? You know, it's not, that's not your issue. That's not your problem. That's not your concern. That's not your 
call. Your only job here is to respect that. Respect that, respect their boundaries, and respect their decision. If someone is charging for a course for no matter how much that may be, whether it's $50 or $300, then that's their decision. And you have to respect that. You have to respect that. Even if deep down you feel like it's not worth that much money, they have their reasons. End of story. End of story, you know? And if they're giving away their knowledge for free, then they're being incredibly generous. And that's just very rare, you know? Know that that's very rare and that's a very generous act. And you just hit a gold mine, you know? And I, again, there's that analogy again, but that's the only way I can put it. <laughs> it's the only way I can put it, you know? Um, because another thing you have to learn here is that this is how we artists make money. This is our job, my friends. This is our livelihood. This is how we pay our bills. This is how we put food on the table. This is how we pay our rent or pay our mortgage. This is how we pay our insurance. This is how we, you know, are able to afford to even pay gas, you know, pay for gas to put in our cars to drive to the art shop so that we can buy more paints and buy more brushes and buy more, you know, canvases so that we can come home and create more works of art for the world in order to continue making income so that we can provide for ourselves and our family. But also this is, you know, in order for us to go to these art shops and get all these tools and materials and learn and discover and, you know, um, pay for classes ourselves and pay for re or not research education ourselves, you know, and pay for online courses ourselves. And in order for us to create courses for you in order for us to pay our electric bill so that we can and pay for a camera so that we can record these videos for you guys so that you can learn this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's all a cycle. Everything is a cycle. Everything just continues to turn, you know, and this is how this person makes money by creating these courses and charging however much they want to charge for it by selling this art, by keeping their secrets locked into themselves, because if they were to tell everyone, you know, this person is making so much money, able to afford it, able to afford things for themselves, able to provide for their families, able to pay their rent, able to pay their bills, able to pay their car insurance, right? And if they were to just give this away, this technique away free of charge, you know, like, then everyone and their mother will start doing this. You know, you will have all these artists all around the world doing the same thing. And then this person loses interest. And then their stuff just isn't special anymore. And then, well, you know, I used to buy this person's art, but she put out this free course on how to do what she does. And now I just create my own stuff and I don't need to buy her art anymore. And then what happens to that artist? They stop making the money that they were making to provide for their families. They stop making the money they were making to pay their electric bill. And then what happens with that? They cannot afford to make 
courses, online courses, they cannot afford to pay their internet because they're losing the money. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see where I'm going with this? That's why it is so important to respect the boundaries that artists have. And it's important to learn by figuring it out on your own as opposed to asking other people, even though it's totally okay to ask other people. I'm not saying that you should not do that ever, but you know, know that people reserve the right to decline and know that um, you are asking from a place of wanting to learn as opposed to from a place of wanting to become, okay? And also... It's more rewarding to figure it out by exploration and just putting, you know, paint to canvas or what whatever it is your medium is for several reasons, you know. Um, it's important figuring it out by exploration because you learn, you know, you learn things that maybe you didn't know. So you give yourself the space like by looking at something and thinking, oh, I wonder how I can replicate that. Or, oh, I wonder how I can, you know, implement that into my work. You know, this is really inspiring to me. Um, Let me see how I can do this. Or let me see if, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, you give yourself that space. You give yourself that space to discover something, whether this is like discovering how they did it, And obviously you don't want to discover how someone did something just so that you can copy and be like another version of them, but so that you can continue from that point forward in making it your own, refining it to make it your own, you know? Um, And also by just doing it yourself, you give yourself the space to discover something entirely different, entirely different. You give yourself space, you know, you give yourself enough space to discover something entirely different that you never would have had you decided to ask, you know, because that's where the learning ends. That's where the discovery and exploration ends. I mean, maybe not always. Obviously, you want to continue you know, refining and you want to continue exploring and finding your own style and finding your own voice with your work. But you have a lot of artists who ask how something's done and then they're told and then they just do that for like years and years and then that's that. And that's where your growth is stunt. Do you see what I'm saying? That's where you stop learning. You stop evolving, you know, because you asked this person how it was done, they told you, and then you just stuck with that. And now you're not giving yourself that room to grow and that room to explore and that room to play and that room to discover, you know. Um, And another cool thing with just figuring out on your own is that you can refine that. Again, like I mentioned earlier, you can refine it in your own way after discovering all this new stuff, right? And you continue to explore it more towards your own sort of style you know it's sort of like someone giving you a seed or you know someone giving you a piece of their own plant with the root like this person grows um lavender in their yard and then they you go to their yard and you say hey I would love a lavender plant like that and so they're like oh here's a 
you know, lavender, a piece of lavender for you to plant in your yard. And then you take that lavender and then you plant it. Yes, it came from that person, but both lavender plants are totally different plants, right? And you can grow it in your own way. You can grow it in your own way and then it belongs to you, right? So that's really what I mean by that. That's like the only analogy that came to mind for some reason. Um, So you refine it after discovering all this new stuff and you continue to explore that, you know, don't just stop there at what they're doing because that's their work. Okay. It's not about copying. It's not about copying. It's about learning. Okay. And discovering and playing. And so you know, you explore that more and you continue to evolve that and it starts to take its own different shape from there on out, right? More towards your own style. And then you have the opportunity to say, I uncovered this myself. You know, I created this myself. And yes, like you uncovered that yourself with the inspiration of another artist or with learning from another artist or perhaps buying a course or paying someone to teach you and so you learn from this other artists but all artists gain inspiration from other artists that's just how it is you know all artists are inspired by other artists I mean Van Gogh was inspired by what's his name um Gauguin or whatever his name was you know he was inspired by him but are both of their works similar are they both the same no I mean, maybe they use, they both use bright colors, but you can absolutely tell something done. You can tell apart those two styles. You know, you can tell what is Gauguin or whatever his name was or however you pronounce it. And you can tell what's Van Gogh's, you know, like you can tell them apart. You can tell the difference, you know. Another thing, a side note that I wanted to mention is that it's also important not to stay on social media when it comes to gaining inspiration or, you know, um, getting ideas or whatever it is, whether it's a color palette idea or whatever. Um, it's important not to spend all your time trying to find that stuff on Instagram or Pinterest or whatever. Um, when it comes to you discovering and trying and learning and exploring and playing you know, because I feel like I mentioned this in a previous episode. I don't remember which one it was. Um, I feel like it was maybe, maybe it was my second episode. Let's see. But it was some episode that, let's see if I can go into my podcast so I can let you guys know so you can listen to it if you're interested. Um, Easing out of a creative funk, actually, I think. I think it was that one because I feel like in that one I mentioned different ways, five different ways for you to for you to ease out of a creative funk. And I feel like it was I mentioned something about um not staying on Instagram or maybe it was the anxiety one. I don't know. It was one of those. It was either episode 2 or 3 where I said to where I mentioned, you know, don't spend all your time on Instagram because what happens is your work starts to mold itself into their work. You know, if you see the same thing a certain amount of times, that stuff is imprinted in your subconscious, you know, and so you start to sort of mimic this person's work. And so it's really important to make sure you put your phone away or your iPad or whatever it is that you have or computer. Uh, Make sure you put that stuff away and don't depend on it so heavily, you know? Um, and 
another thing, this leads me into wanting to say that, you know, there are people out there, especially more newer artists, you know, there are artists out there, again, like I said, especially more newer ones that are too afraid of discovering and playing and figuring it out, you know, and so they need reassurance in a way. And that's a perfectly normal human response, you know, so they need to you know, like, oh, I don't know if I'm painting this right. I don't know if I'm doing this right, even though there are no rules in art. But, you know, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Right? Maybe I should ask, you know, person A, B, and C, how is it that they do what they're doing, you know, so that I can get some knowledge and some experience and some, you know, education or whatever about it. And so they're too afraid of doing it on their own, you know. Um, and that is a perfectly normal response. And I was thinking about this a few weeks ago. I think it was one or two weeks ago um, in terms of this fear of being a brand new artist and just digging in, you know, and just doing it. So I just want to mention here um, that I'm creating an e-course. It's going to be available through my newsletter. Um, so you have to subscribe to my newsletter if you're interested in that. Um, you can go to the episode webpage in order to do so. Um, I'm currently working on a completely no strings attached free course, okay, for you to learn how to paint with courage, you know, learn how to paint with courage and to just go for it. And there's going to be a lot of really juicy, awesome things that I'm going to be mentioning in this. I'm looking at the notebook that I have all of my notes about this in. And this is just learning to be comfortable with fear. It's about insecurity. It's about the fear of not selling, the fear of being judged. It's about discovering passions. It's about recognizing the fear, listening to your intuition and how you can do this in art. And then I give you hands-on strategies. This is a big, big, like super packed course that's completely free of charge. And the only thing you have to do is join my newsletter. That's what I'm working on currently. I've been working on that for about a week. Um, and it's probably going to be done in another few weeks, maybe like another two two, three weeks, maybe, maybe even less than that. Depends on how fast I work on it. I have other things I'm doing with my life, you know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Now I want to get into today's question of the week. So I got this question of the week yesterday on Thursday. Um, every Wednesday I post, I posted again yesterday on Thursday because no one had written to me on Wednesday for some reason. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to like repost it on Thursday to see if anyone has any questions. But every Wednesday on my Instagram story, my Instagram is Diana Rivera Uv, and you can find that on the show notes on iTunes podcast or wherever you're listening, you're, you're listening to this podcast on, um, in the show notes, you can find my Instagram and every Wednesday on my Instagram story, not my feed, I feel like people get confused with that, not my feed, so not where you see all my pictures, but like my story where you click on it and it goes away after 24 hours. Every single Wednesday, I post a question of the week question tab and you can just write in your question for me to answer live on the show. Every episode I have a new question. And if your question doesn't get answered, I just reserve that for the next episode, so on and so forth. Um, 
and yeah, it's a really cool feature. So feel free every Wednesday. I put that up. Feel free to send in your questions. It's totally anonymous. I don't say who the question is from. I just say the question and that's that. So question of the week for this week is, do you have low feelings too, wherein you feel you're not in a good mood to paint? Um, and yeah, like, I feel like this is completely normal. This is, I don't know anyone that has feelings where they, you know, um, are perfectly content all the time and want to paint all the time and are always in the mood to paint. Um, I mean, maybe there are people like that and if there are, then they're lucky, you know, but I feel like it's more common for us to, you know, people just have their down period. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone has their down period, whether it's emotionally or just not feeling like it. You know, I absolutely still have those days. Um, I'm not like a perfect person who feels inspired all the time, you know, like that's totally not me. (laughs) Um, sometimes it's really, really hard for me to get back into, into the groove, you know, and it's really hard for me to just like, it's hard for me to just mix paint. Sometimes it's hard for me to just take out a brush and mix some paint and put it on a canvas, you know, um, even those simple little acts can be difficult. Um, I mentioned this before, I'm really transparent about it. Um, I do struggle with like anxiety and I struggle with depression and sometimes that, does get to me it gets the better of me you know and I find that the best way the best thing for me to do when that happens is to just you know just let it happen really the best thing for me to do is just lay back and be okay with not being inspired you know what I mean be okay with the fact that I'm not feeling good I'm in a crappy mood. I don't want to paint. I'm not feeling inspired. And knowing that that's fine, knowing that that's okay, knowing that that's normal, you know, and a lot of people go through this, you know, Um, and then just taking it easy, you know, and being really compassionate and gentle with yourself and just giving yourself the time and space that you need in order for you to get back into it. You know, you don't always have to paint. You don't always have to create products. You don't always have to create content, you know? And anyway, the point of painting for me at least is to just have fun and let loose. It's not about like painting because, you know, um, I have to get more followers or whatever. I paint because it's fun and I like it. (laughs) That's it. You know what I'm saying? I like to paint. It's fun. That's why I do it, you know? So, and yes, obviously it's awesome if people like what you're doing, But just know that your worth doesn't depend on that. It doesn't ride on that. It doesn't ride on your productivity. It doesn't ride on what content you're creating. It doesn't ride on how great your paintings are or how often you're painting or whatever. You know, it doesn't ride on any of that stuff. So just being aware of that is really important. Um, And yeah, um, if you want, you can check out my podcast on easing out of a creative rut. Think that's episode two. Yeah, that's episode two. And in there, I talk a lot about being in a funk and being in a rut and just not being in the mood to paint and not knowing what to do next. And I give you ways to help you through that kind of thing. You know, so feel free to listen to that if if you'd like. 
so that's pretty much it for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone over on Instagram for tuning in. And if anyone has shared on their story or what have you, thank you so, so much for that. That is so unbelievably helpful. And I am honored and humbled, my friends. I'm honored and humbled. That's so sweet of you to do. Um, and I really, really appreciate that. And that gets this sort of stuff out there, which is really important, you know, um, But yeah, if you are liking this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, if I helped you in any sort of way or gave you something to think about in this episode, please feel free to rate or subscribe if you're into that. Um, And yeah, let people know. Spread the word. And again, thanks so much for listening. See you in the next episode.